So there's got to be, there, you know, this fine line you got to walk there between how much do you sell out and how much, you know, how much money do you really need to make, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you, know, you gotta you gotta love it. Go ahead. So that rant was sponsored by uh Coca-Cola. Uh for- <laughs> you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, we wish. Selling out is the best. And when he cried, seven thunders Converting earthy language into thrust. As you kneel before Azawa, Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 16, Episode 22, The John St. John Interview. This was recorded March 29th, 2016. This episode, Kevin, Mike, EK, the DJ, and our very special guest, John St. John, are recorded via Skype at the FXBG Pirate Radio Studios in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Topics include working in the recording industry, Inventions, movie reviews, John's body of work, and everything geek pop culture. So without further delay, let's go ahead and get started with episode 22, the John St. John interview. Hello again and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 16, episode 22. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, Mike Lunsford. Good evening, everybody. And back again down down in uh, the, the southern part of northern Virginia, we've got EK the DJ as our uh, engineer. All right. All right. And today we've got a very special guest all the way from San Diego, California, my hometown. We've got uh, one of my favorite voice actors of all time, John St. John. Oh, thank you. Really? No, stop. Really. (laughs) Stop it. Really. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Friend of the show, John St. John. So, so John, we we first, uh, I first met you as uh, back in uh, summer of 2010, when when you were the uh, the host of the uh, the the third annual comic concert. And, oh uh, yes, yeah. At, uh, was that a Whiskey Girl? I think in the gas lamp quarter. No, it was before the Whiskey Girl. That was when it was in the the alley or whatever that bar was called. It was a terrible, some, some dumpy dive. It was yeah. a dumpy dive. They had very <laughs> cheap beer though, so I appreciated that part of it. You gotta like that. Yeah, and uh, and ever since John's been uh, pretty much a friend of the show, but you haven't been back on on the uh, the podcast itself. So I uh, welcome back, John. Well, thank you. It's Great to be here. And I really mean that when I say it's great to be here. So, uh, so, so John, for, for those, uh, those of your, uh, those of our fans that oh aren't yet such your a, fans, can you, awesome can you tell us a little bit about, uh, uh, about your career and, and, what, and what you do and what you're known for? Uh, well, it all started a long time ago when I was a radio DJ. Bet you didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm uh, shocked. Around 1995, I got into voice acting for video games. Duke Nukem 3D was among the first of the games. And then, of course, all the other Duke Nukem games and lots of games since then. And uh, now most of what I do is commercial work. And you can hear me on those Bud Light, uh, Bud Light Party commercials, actually. Nice. Yeah, and of course, uh, you're the guy who who tells us, uh, you know, 
with enthusiasm about iced tea. About oh yeah yeah that's brisk baby. You <laughs> yeah. know I I'm sorry if I don't sound enthusiastic today. This has been uh, what's the language restrictions on this program? Oh no, we're a hard R. You can say whatever a the hard fuck R? you want, John. Whatever the been, fuck you want. All right, it, this has been John St. John's horrible, fucked up, terrible, most screwed up day of the year so far day. So wow. I'm, I'm sorry you got me on a really bad day, but you did. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, care, care to share anything? Oh, got up this morning, came into the studio to fire up the computer, and uh, it had crashed, and I lost a lot of data. Uh, I'm just ripping my hair out trying to get stuff together because I've got a big client with a bunch of uh, concert spots that I have to update and deliver to radio stations tomorrow and no way to produce them, no way to get the original sound files back. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> oh, no. At my wit's end right and, and now. Is, is this that concert series uh, starring that, uh, that delightful band that has their own chords? Oh, no, no, but I think they'll be there. This is for a local venue called Humphreys Concerts by the Bay. Oh, nice. And uh, I produce their, you know, pre-sale and on-sale now uh, commercials every year. And uh, I sent out the pre-sale last week. Tomorrow's the day I'm supposed to produce all of the on-sale now spots and deliver them to stations. And I have no audio to work with. Oh. And I have no email yet. Except oh, on my iPhone. Oh, and I just no. spent 230 bucks to get Office back again, and the download won't work. And um, I could go on, but hey, let's talk about happier things, shall we? Yeah, happier things. Yeah. Like Duke Nukem. So, with Duke Nukem. <laughs> Duke Nukem. Right now, I'd like to rip off Microsoft's head and shit down their neck. And you know, I had to... I don't like calling Microsoft off Microsoft at all for support because you know when you do, you're getting that guy in in India that swears his name is Gary. Hello, this is Gary. How can I help you today, Microsoft? And I just can't understand what he's saying. And then I let the guy take remote control of my computer, and he tries fifty ways of Sunday to do the same thing I did and can't succeed in downloading their product that I just paid two hundred thirty bucks for onto my computer. So. Uh, yeah. And it's always reassuring, too. became my hero in real life just now. <laughs> what is that? Man. You guys ever have a day like this? I mean, my, yeah. I have clients. That I've, I've got invoices that are lost now. Oh. Um, oh my I God. mean, it just, oh, my God. Your life is in your computer. And I, I was scheduled to do a backup tonight. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, wow. I'm sorry. We've all We've all been there, though, John. So we definitely feel for you. Oh God! Yeah. Oh well. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. What do you What do you want to talk about next? Uh, did I leave you hanging on something? Wait a minute. What was the question? Uh, what well, am I known for? I, I'm known for bitching and moaning and pissing and groaning on on podcasts. How about you're that? You're doing a great job uh, once again. Yeah. There you go. Brought my A game with me. Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, all the uh, games I'm working on, I'm under NDAs for, so I can't tell you anything about them. So those all. that are, those that have recently come out, tell us about those. Oh well, there's Bombshell, which is pretty cool. Bombshell was done by Interceptor, who then became uh, 3D Realms. They bought 3D Realms out, and originally they wanted to make it a Duke-like game, and it is a very Duke-like game, though it's not a Duke Nukem. It's uh, the protagonist is a woman named Shelley Bombshell Harrison, and. Uh, the game is really very cool. I'm in it as the uh, as the uh, the bad guy. I'm Jadis Heskel. That's really, the main villain. Yeah, main villain with a really creepy ass voice. And um, so, how does he sound? Uh, oh well, 
Sorry, Shelly. Looks like you picked the wrong day to die. <laughs> you know, something like that. Sure. Words That's... to that effect. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I got that going on, and <laughs> and uh, there's a uh, Kickstarter uh, game that was just approved. I guess just got funded fully. It's called This Is the Police, and I'll be the main character on that and the narrator for the trailer. You can see that uh, probably on YouTube right now. Okay, this is uh, the police, and and are you a uh, are, are you playing a uh, police? based character or are you I, I am I'm a I'm a I forget his rank maybe a lieutenant I'm a cop that's about to retire uh, but before I do I'm gonna get my piece of the action because you're, uh. you're not a loose cannon are you uh, well about to become one because this guy has been a straight shooter a, a really good cop his entire career while he watched other cops ripping off the system and getting rich and driving nice cars and and he's about to retire and he said you know okay fuck it I'm gonna get my share and he's uh Pretty nasty guy. <laughs> I, I don't want to say too much more. I don't think they want me to, but um, it's it's an interesting game to say the least. Well, that sounds like fun. It now, should be. We were we were approached recently by uh, by Travis Vengroff. Um, oh, oh yeah. Talking about uh, a little bit of voice work you did with uh, with his comic. Yeah, I guess there's a, a motion comic version of Liberty Deception. Oh yes, yes. Tell tell us a little bit about your work on Liberty Deception. Oh, as far as I know, all I've done is some uh, narration for a trailer in a very monotone kind of you know sullen voice. Uh, I don't really know much more about it than that. It was a quick, uh, hey, we have this script. Can you help us with it if it gets funded? And it, I think that's the way his work too. Um, you know, if if things work out well, we'll want to you know cast you in another role and blah blah blah. So, you know, I, I I read the script, he paid me, and I'm on it. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, uh, I get those questions a lot, you know, in interviews about, uh, what was it like working on this game? Okay, I'll tell you, it was exactly like working on the other one. I'm here in my <laughs> studio, talking on the microphone, reading the script, trying to do my best to act out the part, and uh, it takes an hour or two, and then I'm done, and I move on to the next thing I got to do. So, so are are you ever working in in front of a director who's who's giving you uh notes? Well, generally it's done uh, over my iPhone patch like uh a lot of commercials I've been doing lately being directed from New York and I record at this end and they direct me over the phone and then as soon as we're finished with the takes they like I immediately uh shoot them the files oh. and uh, they you know slide it into the video make sure everything's cool and we move on to the next one so i'll spend you know 3 or 4 hours in a session like that being directed uh nice. it's much more time consuming than the sessions that i get to do just on my own like my daily work for radio and tv stations i'm not directed so i knock stuff out really quick oh i bet you know, and, the and you've been stuff mm -hmm, go ahead you, oh, you you've been the the voice of uh of of san diego's channel 6 Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, this month. It's 25 years I've been doing that. 25 that? years. Longest job I've ever held. The voice of Channel Six in San Diego. That is amazing, John. You know, yeah. uh, this Knock year. Wood. This year is going to be my my 25 year high school reunion that I'm going wow. from San Diego High School. Wow. All right. Yeah. Dude, you're coming back for that one for uh, sure. Uh, for sure. In fact, I'm be running. Tipping it. a few. I'm running it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're that uh, big of a deal that you get to run your own uh, reunion. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, 
They want somebody who can bring in the ladies. I don't know. That's that might not be the case. Um, <laughs> that might have nothing to do with it whatsoever. We'll see. Um, but uh, but yes, I'm 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 putting together that for for the 25 year reunion. We'll see what uh, what happens there. Cool. Um, which is which is the week before San Diego Comic Con, which John, John, you tend to. Uh, run away, shy away from anymore. <laughs> uh, you you've been going for the past couple of years. You've been going to what Connecticon, Connecticon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it happens to be you know about the same time mm-hmm. uh, every year. Or um, there have been others that have kept me from uh, Comic Con as well in San Diego. But I prefer not to go on site for San Diego Comic Con anyway. It's quite it, honestly. It is a bit of a cluster. It's a madhouse, and you know it. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And and there's I, only one way you can handle a, a, a trip to Comic Con, and that's uh, for a tall, <laughs> cold one. Yes, indeed. Four, five, or six cold ones. So, so uh, you know, over the years, our our fans, our listeners, have have come to appreciate that that we go and and tell them. Um, one very important part of of, uh, of uh, a fulfilling podcast experience is for them to know what the inside of our mouths taste like. So, so, uh, so really, so, oh yeah. So stick your tongue in my mouth, girl, and check it out. <laughs> so I'm drinking uh, Stone San Diego's own Stone. Uh, brewing Stone. company uh, has an, an anniversary, the 19th anniversary Thunderstruck IPA, and that's what I'm drinking tonight. So, John, oh, what are you do, drinking tonight? Do, do I detect a little plugola? Is that what's going on here? Oh, I wish. I, I wish. <laughs> if only. God. If only. No, no, no. I just, I, I just call them out because I like them. Um, but uh, no, no, I paid full price. Oh, okay. Well, I'm drinking uh, black iced tea, half sweet. Nice. Venti, yeah, always right. always a good way to go. I am rocking the uh, the Wawa special uh, mango green tea, uh, which is quite tasty. All right, the Wawa special. That's that's what you get here in uh, in the, the the DMV area. Um, so so John, you you lived here for a while. Um, well, where is here, here. here? Not here, here, but you know, in in the uh, the the Mid Atlantic region, anyway. Vir- Virginia, yeah, I uh, grew up in North Carolina in Virginia. Yeah, oh, nice. We're in North lived Carolina. in Pennsylvania for a while. Pennsylvania. So, what was that like? Um, that was not bad. I mean, I you know, I I have great childhood experiences, and my radio career began there. And uh, those were good old days, man, back when radio was, you know, every show was different because you got to pick the music you were playing and you got to say what you wanted as long as you got it done over the intro of the record, you know? Yeah. Those were good old days. completely not the case anymore, is it? No, 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 no. Train monkeys, the lowest common denominator. Who'll who'll take $15 an hour to read these liner cards twice an hour? No, and it's really frustrating, too, as somebody who grew up on talk radio that it doesn't really exist anymore and the medium that we're on now the podcast is the spiritual successor to the talk radio format and i i miss it i mean i used to um i know you said you were in the mid-atlantic area for a while i grew up on like like don and mike for instance were the guys that i listened to here in the dc uh, metro area but there's nothing like that on the radio anymore you just can't do it it was like after the uh after janet jackson showed everybody her nipple it seemed like they cracked down on everything <laughs> 
Well, there's always, you know, satellite radio. You can still listen to Howard Stern anytime you want. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You know. But well, still, that's, you know, they're, they're, those, those shows are few and far between. There are a bunch of morning shows and, and that are established and have been making money for years, and they're making a living doing radio. But everybody else around the clock on the air, you know, most of them aren't even in your city when you're listening to them. They're coming to you from Cleveland or whatever. Ugh. And, uh, you know, and, and every station, even the satellite stations, just like terrestrial radio, it's the same 300 songs in their playlist over and over again. Hmm. And, you know, it, it sucks. Radio today is just really god-awful. And, and the reason it is that way, it all changed back when uh, salespeople started becoming the managers of stations instead of programmers. So yeah. end result is what comes out of that speaker is no longer relevant. The revenue stream is all that matters. And any way you can cut back to make the most money and be a greedy frickin' American corporation, the better. And that's why radio sucks today, folks. But, you know, we're going to see stations go dark over the next six to ten years. They'll just start turning them off. Over in the U.K., some stations have gone black already. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it is. But you never know. Maybe it could lead to the mom and pops again and, and really freestyle radio someday could come back. Well, and that's actually in the meantime, um, we've got podcasting. Yeah, and our my my buddy. Well, the problem with podcasting is is there's no revenue stream. You guys getting rich doing this? Not at all. Sincerely doubt it. Zero money. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. Podcasting is it's great. It's a great outlet, and you can say whatever the fuck you want. Sure, but no revenue stream. No. So there's got to be there. You know, this fine line you got to walk there between how much do you sell out and how much you know how much money do you really need to make. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, you, know, you gotta you gotta love it. Go ahead. So that rant was sponsored by uh Coca Cola. Uh for- <laughs> <Brought> you by <laughs> Coca Cola. <laughs> oh we wish. Selling out is the best. So um so you do uh you, you do come back to the area, not uh, unfortunately, not too much to the DC area these days, much as we would we would like otherwise. And and mm. by the way, listeners, those of you in the DC area, please go to your local uh convention and demand John St. John because we want him back so badly. Well now, you know, I was just in Virginia Beach weekend before last in I Hampton. Know. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I Good wanted times. to come down. I wanted to come down. I had my daughter, and it just it just did not work out. Otherwise, I'd have been there. Well, while we're talking about appearances and cons, I'll be in Dearborn, Michigan, in two weeks for Midwest Media Expo. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned Hartford, Connecticut. A fellow uh, touched base with me just a couple of days ago about an event going on there in September. So I, I probably will end up in Connecticut in September. Nice. Also, I've got Toledo, Ohio, and Madison, Wisconsin coming up soon. And that's that's over the over the summer and fall. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John, when you're not doing the uh, the voiceover stuff and the radio work, uh, what do you do in your free time? What kind of stuff do you like to uh, keep yourself busy with? I like to uh, play and produce music. Uh, as a matter of fact, tomorrow's night is uh, jam band night, and for the first time in months, all seven members of jam band will be together. So we're gonna have a, a good time doing that. Right now I'm working on uh, uh, an album for Random Gibberish, the uh, Zombie Apocalypse album. And uh, I was sitting on the couch last night uh, adding some tracks and mixing them down. So uh, that'll be fun in another year or so. That'll be done. It's a slow process. Um, so, yeah, music mostly. That's what I like to do. That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's and it, it's something that I fell into actually, almost like accidentally. Um, and I've started to develop that love for it. Like I 
uh, edit all the podcasts that we do here for Comics Online, um, mm-hmm. but have been working on all sorts of things like that, like doing musical intros, adding sound clips, having them fade in, fade out, if different effects. So it's it's yeah, it's incredibly addictive. I can understand your your love for it for sure. Oh yeah, and time flies when you're making music. You just oh my God, completely, yes. you know, till two o'clock in the morning. I'm mixing tracks <laughs> out on the sofa. Yeah, we we sat there. and We started recording the other night. It was like I want to say it was like quarter to eight, and we were like, oh yeah, we'll just you know we'll talk for a little bit, maybe like a half hour or so. And like two hours went by, and I was like, where the hell did this time go? And then it's, mm-hmm. but it's such a blast too to do. I mean, like it's, and it's something that I never realized I really wanted to do until I started doing it, and now I'm addicted to it. Like I, you can't stop me from doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So Kevin, you got lucky that I like doing this. So I I did get lucky. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm quite quite happy that uh that you've you've taken over the the uh editing of this because frankly, you know, my it's life tedious is tedious and boring to you. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's it's no. just yeah. I mean, I mean, I, okay, I guess it's a little bit tedious sometimes, but uh but overall, it's just, you know, life has been a little bit crazy. Um, for the past, oh, eight months or so. And so, uh, you know, I haven't been able to get to it. And thankfully, Mike came on board and it has really taken it over in a big way and, and you know, keeping keeping the, the ship straight when it comes to podcast stuff. John, is there anything right now, like television-wise, maybe Netflix or Hulu-wise, that you're watching that you're just completely enthralled with? Well, I've uh, already binge watched through the new season of House of Cards. So, um, what'd you that, think of this season? I loved it. Just love it. Can't wait for the next one, but I know it's another year away, so I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else lately? Um, that That's the most recent one. I, I do like going back to watch some older shows from time to time. Like, I watched. All 11 seasons of MASH the last time I got into a real binge-watching mood. Wow. It took weeks and weeks, but I, I've seen every single episode now. And uh, it's funny, you know, you, you watch all those episodes and the, the last one comes on and, and, and it works you into tears, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that, that does have quite the, uh, t- quite the tear-jerking ending. Yeah, and it was such a timeless show. You know, the comedy is good today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like you're related to these people. They feel like family when the show goes away. And now I see that uh, Friends, 20 years later, is making a huge comeback amongst millennials who are watching the show like crazy. Yeah, I've got a 17-year-old stepdaughter who is obsessed with Friends, and it's kind of cool because now I can make the same stupid jokes I make with my wife, and my daughter gets it too. So, like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't spoil it for her, though. Yeah, I know, right? I, yeah, I don't wanted to tell her anything about Ross and Rachel and all that. No, no she let pissed, it go. She pissed me off the other night, and I wanted to be like, "Oh yeah, well they broke up because Ross thought they were on a break, huh? What do you think uh, of that, dude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Come on, man. Spoilers for a twenty year old show. <laughs> have just you, saying. Have you seen the uh, Have you seen the meme that's going around right now with the uh, the uh, with Captain America and Iron Man uh, leading up to Civil War? And it turns out that the reason that they were uh, fighting each other was because Cap felt that they were on a break and Iron Man felt that they were still together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. So, uh, so, so, John, have you seen any of the uh, the comic book movies lately? Uh, let's see. What did I last see? Uh, oh, Deadpool was just terrific. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely love nice. that. Um, I saw a review from a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, on Batman and Superman. So I figured, nah, I'll wait for the DVD or Blu-ray on that one. You're, you're much that better. Doesn't sound that, great. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> says Affleck's uh, Batman is wonderful, but the rest of the movie kind of sucks. That, really? that was my thoughts as well. Yeah. To, yeah. give you, to give you a little uh, idea of what it's like, you know that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark when they open up the uh, Ark of the Covenant? And, and faces melt like wax? It's like that, yeah. Like, just don't go. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's best if you Okay, go. well, I, uh, I love The Hateful Eight. Just watched that on the plane coming back from a convention. Nice. Uh, have you guys seen that one? Not yet. You know, the funny thing is, back in uh, Comic-Con uh, 2015, <laughs> I, I, I got the darn T-shirt. but I, I T-shirt, yeah. But I, I, still don't, I still haven't seen the movie. So I'm gonna have to go and get that on Blu-ray. I know you must. You must. He threw quite a fit um, and is really, really, really angry with Disney right now after having a really good relationship with them because they cut. I guess it was on the uh, the roadshow projectors that he wanted to show it, and mm -hmm. Disney forced a lot of the theaters and like the, there was one in Los Angeles specifically, and I wish I could remember the name. But Disney forced them to get rid of that projector so that they could have the full 3D effect for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. And Tarantino just flipped his lid. He's like, I can't believe they did this to me. They did this to me on purpose. They're trying to stick it to me. Um, I mean, did you, did you get to see it? Well, you said you saw it recently on the plane, so you didn't get to see it in that format. No, um, I watched it on my iPad, and since it was, you know, that, that extreme wide format, it was like a thin band across the display. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sucks. I hate that they can't just do everything 16 by 9, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want my screen full when I watch a movie. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Is that something that, um, I mean, we were kind of talking about where radio is going to, where we're seeing a lot of that with film, where filmmakers are saying, oh, I don't want you watching my piece on a laptop or on a phone. I want you need to go into the movie theaters and see that. What's your feeling on that, John? Do you think that that's the right take that directors should be making or should they be trying to make this accessible to everybody? I think that's their ego talking mostly, and you know as well as I do that with uh, devices out there like oh Dragon TV, for instance, uh, it's going to be movies are going to be released straight to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, and we're not even going to go to the theater in another five or six years, except for very special showings. I think home theaters are getting to be really good at mine rocks, and if I could watch a, a, a film still in theaters in my home. I, I would much rather do that than go spend fifteen dollars on a small popcorn and eight dollars on a on a coke, you know. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. I'd much rather watch at home than go to a theater if you know. Yeah. Because you know, if you got a sixty-five, seventy-five inch screen, man, come on, and surround sound in your home with a big damn subwoofer behind the couch, yeah. 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 So I, I think in a few years, the movie theaters are going to be, you're going to see a lot of those shut down. So that's, that's just my, my feeling. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you're, I think you're on the right track I with that. I'd be wrong. I just see a trend happening here. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to, uh, you know, your, your mainstay, your, your job, are there any things that, uh, that you've wanted to do and, and haven't quite gotten around to do yet when it comes oh, to yeah, voice yeah, acting? Oh, yeah, definitely. Animation, cartoons, uh, you know, I've only done a couple of little things that never went anywhere. And I'd love to get at least the opportunity to audition for some of them. Yeah. Um, but uh, my agents don't represent that kind of work, so I have to, you know, dig around. I don't live in L.A., if I did, I could rub elbows with all the right people and get that kind of work. 
Uh, but I choose not to live in Smelle, and I like, you know, San Diego a lot better. So, you know, and I still have to drive up there a couple of times a month for studio work. Sure. But, um, you know, I, I'd really love to do animation more than anything. I have a lot of different character voices and, and, and attitudes and acting that I'd like to put forth in, in a comical way. You know, I like there are some roles that are made for me when you have like a goofy big voice like I do. Sure. Uh, remember that show, Drawn Together? Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, I could have been the narrator guy, the talking speaker head dude. Yeah. I could have been Captain America, you know, or whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh, Captain Fantastic, something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm suited for those kind of big, goofy voices, and, and that that's an example of a show that I would have been good on. Yeah. I think. Because it's also raunchy and nasty, and that's right up my alley. <laughs> and I like it right up the alley. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. So, um, so b beyond that, uh, we, we, well, talking about uh, you know the stuff that you do all the time, which is uh, you know you know besides your, your commercials and 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 that, but talking about the things that you're known for among your fans, game stuff. Um, when it comes to that, um, do you have any advice for? Uh, for for either aspiring voice actors or perhaps even advice for um, uh, voice directors who who don't quite uh, have the, uh, the 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 breadth of experience that you do. Um, well, <clears throat> let's start with the you know the aspiring voice actors. Uh, rule number one: don't quit your day job. I was lucky to, you know, have a radio job for many years, so transitioning over was fairly easy for me, and I built up a client list pretty quickly. Until you have a, a, a fat client list, you're not making a living doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, for, for aspiring directors who want to be a part of it, um, that's, that's a, a great goal to have because great voice acting doesn't require a great voice. It requires a great ear. And the same goes for directors. You have to hear the way the voice has to be emoted to be a great director. You should be able to line read for the, for the, uh, the talent. In other words, you read the line first with the inflections the way you want it read so the talent can repeat you immediately after. Sometimes that makes uh, for a great director. Um, I've had a few who would do that, and we just knock through a session, boom, 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 in and out in no time flat. Every time I recorded for Guild Wars 2, in fact, uh, they were always so pleased that I'd finish my session in less than half the time they booked me for, and they all got to go have a free lunch hour because I was so <laughs> quick about it. You know, when you get a system down and you've been doing it for so long like I do, like I've been doing um, – you you knock out these sessions really quick, and they're always happy about that. At least the developers are because they're having to pay the studio by the hour. And an hour of studio time in Los Angeles is not inexpensive. Sure. Um, so they appreciate how quick I am, and it's because I have, you know, my methods. Like when I'm doing a character, uh, I like to do ABC takes. That means three takes of the same line with different inflections. And they'll go, oh, yeah, we'll take B on that one next. And I read the next line three times. And they pick the one with the best inflections and say, okay, next. And that way, you know, I breeze through a session in no time at all. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> well, here, I actually, I, I have Sorry. a question. I have a question for you, and that, that works, I have an too. answer for you. Excellent. 
what made you want to do this in the first place? What made you want to be in radio? What made you want to do voice work? Oh, okay. Set the Wayback Machine, Sherman, to 1975. And um, George Carlin, or 76, George Carlin had an album out called FM and AM. Yeah. And as a teenager who'd just gone through puberty, and my voice went from this one day to this the next day and scared my parents <laughs> at the breakfast table. Um, all the kids at school were saying, God, you sound just like the DJs on the radio. You sound just like George Carlin. You should go down and get a radio job. And so at 14 years old, I went down to a radio station. I said I wanted to work there. They made me cut a demo tape, which I figured out how to do in short time. And uh, they put me on the air immediately on weekends. And after a couple of weekends, they put me on the air full time. I just kind of had a natural you know, knack for it. And um, I was more fascinated by the technical aspects of production in radio than I was in being a funny, goofy morning guy. Yeah. So I became a production director for many years. I'd say 15, 16 years of my career, I was just a production director because the talent required there was you had to be an excellent producer and you had to be able to make every commercial that you voiced sound different. So it's not five commercials in a row with John St. John's voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd make every commercial a little bit different. And, and in doing that, I learned how to do different voices and dialects for different characters. Yeah. And then I did some radio theater stuff as well. And then, you know, video game voice acting came along because Lonnie Manella lives in San Diego and she's one of the top casting people in the industry. And when we met at the radio station I was production director at in San Diego, uh, that's how that came together. And, uh, you know, I started voice acting for video games. Yeah. Which, which station were you at in San Diego? At the time, it was uh, 102.9 KCLX and it was classic rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, you definitely yeah, have a classic rock station. voice. That that sounds sounds about right. Um, that, that's right, just... here's, here's a classic rock cut for you. You ready? Yeah, <clears throat> please do. And there's Foreigner here on FM 99. Foreigner. Jeez, I couldn't even get two in her. But that's beside the point. It's quarter after two as we drive home this afternoon. Now we're going to play Come Together by the Beatles. Hey, there's a good trick if you can do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I got to say, too, John, like when I was, when I was a kid, um, I picked up voices and dialects. And Kevin is always, like, amazed. He's like... Um, cause I can go from like an accent, like from one accent to the other. And he, and I've always wondered what to do with that. And mm -hmm. you saying that is like, it's the first time I've ever really, cause I never really like thought of anything, thought anything of it where I was like, Oh man, I could go, go out and do this. And it was like, no, I need a real job. And we started doing the podcast thing. And now it's like, wow, this is something that you can actually do. This is something that you, yeah, yeah it's so thank you for that. That was, that was awesome. Um, yeah, he he was he was amazed the first time I did a Baltimore accent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Balmer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's talk about crab cakes. <laughs> let's go yeah. down by the ocean and get some crabs. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite team is the O's. How's Cal, by the way? <laughs> oh. Did they ever find his mom? Oh. Is his mom missing? Yeah, his, his mom got kidnapped. <laughs> what? Yeah, oh, Cal what? Ripken. Cal Ripken's mom, the most fucking famous person from Baltimore ever, right? His mother got kidnapped, and then they just returned her because I think they felt bad. They were like, we can't take Cal's mom. <laughs> Didn't know what they had at first. <laughs> so, listeners, uh, if you enjoyed this episode with John St. John, listen to our uh, our episode coming up shortly because this is the we've got the 50th anniversary of Star Trek coming up, and our homage to the 50th anniversary of Star Trek is 
uh, a bunch of interviews with uh, with folks that you may have heard of, including John St. John. So Yeah, it'll uh, be a whole lot more entertaining than the interview with grumpy old me, that's for sure. <laughs> Do you have any Patrick Stewart coming up in that one? Oh, uh, that would be delicious. But this no. is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. <laughs> and engage. Yeah. <laughs> Choose any card in the aisle and go, business traveler. Sorry. <laughs> Why in the hell does Patrick Stewart do national rent-a-car instead of Enterprise? I don't get it. That is a problem. That, that's I mean, a he, really good choose point. any card at Enterprise and make it so. Oh you know, what the God. hell? That's yeah, awesome. yeah, they missed that's out on that one big time, that's for sure. I think so. Maybe it was a preemptive strike by national. Do you have, yeah, I would imagine so. Do you have any other uh, any other things to uh, to promote? No, nope, I'm done. We... Let me go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that I could talk about, unfortunately. I know that really stinks, but that's the, really just the nature of the business, you yeah, know. Uh, they're means. so competitive, you can't talk about any games until they're about to go. All right. Yeah. Uh, so for John St. John and DJ EK and Mike... And for everything geek pop culture, I'm Kevin Goswan, and this is Comics Online. Buh bye. Bitches. Bitches. <laughs> John, nice. are you, John, are you willing to give us a bitches so we can save it and use it again? Bitches. Wait, it should have been bitches. <laughs> Disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast may not represent those of Comics Online, any participants, or any employers, past, present, or future. You would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer. Maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less John St. John's reference to his big quote-unquote plushie. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciates foul language, biting sarcasm, and everything geek pop culture. If you have comments or questions for the Comics Online podcasters, post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. Please visit Troy David on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and in person at Flashback Comics. All original material in this podcast is copyright 2016 Comics Online. Swag. From leaping tall builders to going off like gamma bombs, switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.